This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. To my favorite murder. The mini-sode. Hi. This is the one where you write in emails of your hometowns and your childhood pranks and your grandma being a badass and any other anecdote you'd like to tell us. It's a good story. Yeah, if you can write a good story in an email and uh, you can figure out how to send that to my favorite murder at Gmail, then maybe you too can be a part of the My Favorite Murder hometown episode. Brigade. Brigade of episodes. (laughs) You want to go first this time? Yep. Here we go. The subject line of this email is, my great-great-grandpa defended the sausage king. Oh, what? Uh Uh-huh. Hello, big fan. It just starts like that, with a period after big fan. Love it. A few years ago, I heard a hint of family lore that one of our great-great-grandfathers was involved in some kind of crime in Chicago. No more detail was given, and I was told it wasn't really something the people who knew more about it wanted to talk about. Mm. But I started hunting, learned the crazy story, and now I'm here after learning more on the pod. That is the definition of a murdery now. No one wanted to talk about it, so I went yep. hunted all the information down, and now I'm telling my best friends about it. What's up? That's right. <laughs> who told the larger story, and I like, hunted down basically the PS of the story. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, friend. Mm. My great-great-grandfather was Adolf Lutgart, the Sausage King's defense attorney, in his second trial. Wow. Reportedly, he felt so strongly about the King's innocence that he didn't accept payment and even spent thousands in his own money to quote-unquote find Louisa, who he believed was just missing. Mm. He was the architect of the I was making soap defense, I guess. Some years later, he was committed to a state asylum by a different court, which after briefly escaping from authorities is where he died. My mom thinks he likely had dementia given we have a family history and that was just the way they handled that kind of thing back then. Anyway, thanks for the show. It is a relief in this fucked up country. And if you happen to read this on the pod, I will just end with, and this is in all caps, please vote this November, everyone. We can only stop these crazy fucking people if we vote. (laughs) And then it just says D. Thank you, D. You're right, D. That's very true. Yeah. Slip those positive liberal political messages into your hometowns. We don't mind. We'll read them. At this point, it's not liberal. At this point, it's logic. Yeah. At this point, it's anti-fascist. It's this is a fascist takeover. Yeah. Liberal. Right. Let's call it logical. <laughs> logical liberals. <laughs> liberal. The world's very first internet dating story. And instead of lighthearted, it says, feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it just starts blah, blah, blah. 
And then Mm -hmm. it goes, my mom was born in the the Netherlands to Dutch and Canadian parents. When it came time to go to uni, she decided she wanted to move to Canada and go to Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. My dad, a born and raised Canadian, was a college dropout living in the neighboring province of New Brunswick. As this was the late 80s, early 90s, the internet wasn't really a thing yet. My mom had access to some of the earliest online chat rooms, which were only available via the university to talk to other nearby university students. Mm. My dad somehow still had access to his platform, despite being a dropout. Stealing. (laughs) Not sure how, but I'm not questioning it. We're talking about the same guy who, at 12 years old, was brought home by police in handcuffs because he hacked into the local police phone lines. My grandmother was pissed, of course, but I think she's still a tiny bit proud, too. Anyways, as my mom tells it, every other man in this online chat room would constantly hit on her and make a fool of themselves. She was not fucking with it and publicly humiliated every man who dared make a move. My dad thought she seemed cool. (laughs) Quote, I was fucking terrified. He knew his ego couldn't handle it, so he never said a word to her. Being the only man in the group she hadn't emotionally and spiritually crushed, my mom made the first move. The two got this mother. I know. I love her. The two got on super well, and wouldn't you know it, started dating soon after. He was my mom's first boyfriend and the last. They traveled across Mm. Europe, and my dad got my grandfather's permission to ask for her hand in marriage. And then there's a little emoji rolling its eyes, I think, at the outdatedness (laughs) of it. I appreciate it. He then, all caps, fake proposed to her. Like, got down on one knee, made a little speech, and then said, JK, LOL. To this day, my mom is so bitter. Men, take note. Don't fucking play around. It still bites him on the ass almost 30 years later. Eventually, they got engaged for real, got married, and had me a year later. My dad even started the first competitive internet provider in the Providence. Take that, useless university degrees. (laughs) I like to say that my parents were the very first people to get together via online dating. Ironically, my dad's internet startup also destroyed countless marriages. Women would come into the office and yell at him because their husbands would meet women online and leave their partners. (laughs) As if it's his fault. Somehow my dad, the internet provider, was responsible for their marriage breakdown. An eye for an eye, I guess. My parents are still together after all these years and show me every day what true love is. After years of working in tech, my parents opened a little homemade ice cream shop in my hometown. They are endlessly supportive and kind and push me to follow my dreams. As my 50-something-year-old dad always says, I am still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I love them both very much. Stay sexy and drop out of college. (laughs) Claire, she, her. (laughs) Sweet little love story. Yeah. Nice. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Well, this subject line is a meteorite story. So Ooh. it's a different kind of love. Yeah. It just starts high. You didn't ask for this, but there are no rules at this point, so you're getting it. Mm. Amen. (laughs) I grew up in a tiny town in Alabama, population about 9,000 people. On November 30th, 1954, a meteorite blasted in from outer space and hit Ann Hodges while she was taking a nap. I know this story. I know this story, and I love this story. It's so good. Poor Ann. Journalist Alice George quoted that Hodges, quote, experienced a rude awakening, and that is the most hilarious shit I've ever read. Oh, she's not dead or she's dead? No, no. Oh, God. I'm about to tell you. Ann Hodges was 34 years old, having a nap on her couch, blissfully unaware that a 4.5 billion-year-old meteorite was hurtling towards her. I wanted to put in directly towards her. Apparently, the meteorite split into two parts during its descent, and one of those parts hit Anne on the side. And then in all caps, she survived. The meteorite was named the Hodges Meteorite, and half of it is at the Smithsonian's Natural History Museum. Hodges is the only known human to survive being hit by a meteorite. (sighs) Evidently, there was a kind of custody battle between who got to keep the piece of the meteorite that hit Anne because her landlord believed that it belonged to her since it landed in her house. (sighs) The two women eventually came to an argument and Hodges got to keep the meteorite, which she used as a (laughs) doorstop. which she used as a doorstop for a while before eventually donating it to the Alabama Museum of Natural History. That is truly the most Southern way to respond to being hit by something from space. You just use it to prop your door open. (laughs) Anyways, I love you both. Maybe it'll bring you both some solace in this dystopian nightmare that we call a reality that if an asteroid is headed our way, we might live. 
Who knows anymore? Bye, Shelby. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, as a nap connoisseur, that's like Mm -hmm. the dream, like the literal dream of what happens during your like best nap. You get hit by a meteorite and survive (laughs) and then get to keep it. From what I remember, because I've seen this, like, whatever it was, a Wikipedia post or something, but it's like she was literally, like, on her side yeah. on the couch, and then it just came through the roof and, like, hit her in the hip it. or, like, ribs or whatever. Oh, my God. It's the craziest. That's the craziest. All the fucking space and time in the fucking universe and this little fucking meteorite, like, points at you, basically, and is like, you. Yes. I'm in love with you. Wouldn't, that meteorite was yes. in love with her. Wouldn't you be like, it's all, this is all about me? Yeah. Also, like from now on. And then it gets named after her. That's so cool. I'm sorry, but yes. the hard Stark meteorite, that would be pretty rad. Come on. This, right? You know what? There's still possibility. There's plenty of time. Right. And any and all of us could get hit by meteorites for sure. Oh, if, if only. Okay. Um, this one's called, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. It just starts, goddesses. Hey. Mm. I've been wanting to submit this story for a few years now, and recently someone beat me to a train story. Let's get into it. The year was 1990, and I was backpacking across Europe for two months after graduating college. My travel mate and I were chill travelers and tried hard to never be stressed about train schedules, but this overnight train journey required a few connections in order to meet another traveler, so we were on high alert and stressed about what stop to exit the train to grab a connection to get us to the rendezvous spot. This takes us to 7 a.m., and the two of us are standing on the step of the train debating if this is the correct stop for us to exit or not. She's standing in front of me. They're on the train, on the like on the step to the platform, but on the train. She's standing in front of me as we argue. Yes? No. Yes? No. As the train started to depart, I decided it was the correct stop, so naturally, I pushed her. <laughs> I witnessed her hit the platform hard and almost roll, but her backpack stopped her. A split second later, and the train is accelerating, so I decide that jumping is not for me. Uh, At this point, I lean out of the train and scream, I'll come back for you. (laughs) Remember, there were no cell phones, and we had a standing agreement that if we got separated, the person on the train would come back for the person at the station. Mm -hmm. The train then slowly comes to a stop. I stupidly believe they stopped the train so I can exit and join my friend. This was not the case. They stopped the train because they saw someone fall off. (laughs) (laughs) I exit the train and start to walk the long walk back to the platform. This required a big jump down to the ground, not the platform. This is where the police get involved and we probably could have gotten in serious trouble. It turns out it was the wrong stop. They put us back on the train, but will not let us sit in the seat. The police stand with us for the 40-minute ride to our correct stop. They are clearly pissed that we can't stop laughing while we stand there with them. Man, that's a good friend who's laughing that you pushed her off a fucking train. That's right. That's right. I know it was rude of us, but we couldn't help it. I would like to formally apologize to any of the commuters on that train that were late to work that day because of two stupid and selfish American women. Also, my apologies for all the parentheticals. They are, and then in parentheses, it says, they are my love language. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't push your friend off a moving train, stupid American traveler. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. But also that idea that you can't figure it out and then just basically it's like, well, time's up. This is it. So now you have to make a decision. Yeah. It's like, this is it. I'm not going to jump. This is it. I'm going to push you. (laughs) You go first. 
you're going to take the hit and then I'm going to stay here in my indecision. Right. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, made-in cookware. Made-in was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made-in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's It's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. This is First Responder Story Lighthearted. Hi, MFM family. My husband just got home from work and told me this story from his shift, so I knew I needed to share it with you all. My husband is a patrol cop that works at the graveyard shift in an affluent suburb. He was dispatched to a call for a burglary in progress at a residence. The caller told the dispatcher that she was upstairs in the bedroom and that she could hear lots of movement coming from downstairs. It sounded like someone was going through the drawers and moving furniture. The caller hangs up before dispatch can get any more information. My husband was first on the scene. He walked around the perimeter of the house, but didn't notice anyone or anything suspicious until he checked the back door and discovered it was unlocked. He entered the house, gun drawn and flashlight in hand, and announced himself. County police, come out with your hands up. It was completely dark in the house, but he could sense movement in the adjacent room. At this moment, the caller rushed down the stairs and yelled, he's in there, pointing to the room where the movement was coming from. My husband told the caller to go back upstairs for her safety, but of course she didn't listen. <laughs> My husband swept his flashlight over the corners of the in the adjacent room, but he didn't see anyone inside until the light shone on the floor and he found an overzealous Roomba buzzing past him, <laughs> subsequently knocking into a chair near him. Oh, no. <laughs> he let out the biggest laugh as the caller raced down the stairs and fumbled for the light switch, bathing the first floor in light. She saw the Roomba and turned to face my husband with a look of utter embarrassment. She apologized for calling 911 and explained that she was house-sitting for a friend and that it was her first night in the house. (laughs) That'd be so scary. The resident failed to mention that they programmed a Roomba to clean at an odd hour in the night. Yeah, that's a fucking pretty, like, important detail. Yeah. My husband brushed off the apology and continued to clear the house to make sure there wasn't a burglar hiding somewhere in the residence. As he was finishing up the call, the woman apologized again, remarking that she should have known it wasn't a real burglar because it would have been the worst burglar in the world since he was making the loudest racket. Stay sexy and call 911 because it's better to be safe than sorry. Danielle. Oh my God. I will never own a Roomba. I can almost guarantee that. It just sounds like problems. Yes. Just vacuum. Yeah. Just do it. You're fine. Okay. This is my last one. 
called Awesome Celebrities, Henry Winkler. Yes. Hey, all. I remember Georgia told a story about Henry Winkler being a great guy, and I wanted to back her up on this. Probably like 12-ish years ago, Henry Winkler was signing autographs at the Cleveland, what's 1X? In Rome. 10. Cleveland 10 Center Auto Show. Now, oddly enough, it's my little brother, who was probably about 10 at the time, who wanted to go meet him because my brother loved his kids' book series. I didn't know Henry Winkler had a children's book series. I didn't either. My brother hated reading, but related to this book so much because, according to my brother, they made him feel included despite his learning disorder. Anyways, day of the meet and greet, we are in line. There's a bunch of kids and adults there to meet Henry. He starts by rearranging the line and letting everyone in a wheelchair or some sort of walking aid come up first. Who's in charge of this? <laughs> Who's in charge of this meet and greet? Yeah. That is standard that is procedure. Standard. should be happening. What are, you, what are you doing? He kissed every lady on the cheek, including me, not to brag, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not into cheek kisses personally, even by Henry Winkler's face. Uh, my brother became so overwhelmed with emotions as he struggled to say everything he wanted to. So got his autograph, tears in his eyes, and then we all went to look at the cars. However, when we were leaving about an hour later, the signing was being cleaned up and we had to walk back past. Henry Winkler saw my family and yelled for my brother, remembered his name and everything. My Uh. dad and brother both went over to talk to him. He knelt down and talked to my brother for so long about how he was proud of him and to not give up and that he can overcome anything. He was crying. My brother was crying. My dad said he wasn't crying, but he was lying. (laughs) Henry finished off by giving my brother a big hug, shaking my dad's hand, and sending us on our way. I've never seen my brother so happy, and he still thinks about Henry Winkler all these years later. Long story short, Henry Winkler is simply one of the best, Morgan. I mean, Morgan, you are so right. <laughs> that just made me cry. I know. I love it. I still remember meeting him in the in the Jewish camp parking lot. <laughs> I was in a cabin with his daughter and she brought us all over to meet him. It was so exciting. I was so little. And I, lo- I just remember looking up. So I must have been really young because he's pretty short, right? And being like, holy yeah. fucking shit, it's the Fonz. And he like shook, shook each of our hands. It was very, very sweet. He is, wait, when you told your story, did I tell my story of when I met him? Maybe, yeah, you had to When we worked on Hollywood Squares. Yes, And he was like, the Karens. He acted like he, like we were the stars and he was just some guy. And I couldn't get over it. I was just like, we we watched Happy Days. We were right in that demographic where we're like, I was like eight years old when Happy Days was huge. And it was truly like our like appointment totally we were so into it my cousin nancy had the board game like we were into it yeah oh my god first of all that's a great tip if you ever want to impress or like endear yourself to people just remember people's names Uh, it's not it's not that hard and i never fucking do it it's so hard it's it is hard but you're right like how does he know he's gonna see that kid again i think he just has that that brain well, he's also having a sincere moment. He's not fake. Yeah, so it's I'm true. sure when he met that kid and he saw that, you know, why it meant so much to him, like it actually meant something to Henry yeah. Winkler too. I think that's probably what it is. But yeah. it always makes me think of that where I'm like, when when I'm being introduced to people, all I think about is myself. Right. And all you have to do is listen in that moment and then people will will just attribute so many great things to you. And hey, I can't you, do it. If you have a, a story about someone remembering your name and it meaning something or you remembering their name, like a touching story, I guess the, my, the point is make Karen cry and teach us how to remember people's names. If you can yes. do that in a hometown, we'll read it and we'll love it. 
Also, just Henry Winkler stories. Like, yeah. let's get him. Sure. Let's get him to do a hometown on this fucking oh podcast. My, could you imagine? I can. Well, you know, he would do it and he would love it and he would talk like this. Well, I got to tell you, Karen and Georgia, girls, <laughs> let me just tell you, I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> hey, write us, write us your Henry Winkler stories at my favorite murder at Gmail. Or Ron Howard, depending Ron on who. Remember when we did whatever that morning show was in New York and Ron Howard was the guest before us. <laughs> and when he, when he walked out, he looked at me and George. This was one of the most exciting things because again, I am yes. from that happy days era. He looked at me and Georgia with this huge smile on his face and goes, hey, good luck. Yeah, he was so nice. Like, he just went in, and now he knows we're going in. And it was like— Yeah, he couldn't believe he did great. And, like, like he was just some dude who just, like, yes. killed it. Yeah, he he was great. He was. Great it was like, yeah, that was— Hey, you guys are going to— You guys— When I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that was fucking wrong. That was yeah, huge. That was wild. It was Oy awesome. Vey. Oy vey. Yeah, if you have any stories about us being on that TV show— <laughs> I do. <laughs> Me just sitting there quietly smiling ridiculously while you have smart things to say because <laughs> I couldn't fucking handle it. It's not how I remember oh, it. God. That is not how I remember uh, it. Right. Oh, uh, Jesus. Thanks Jesus. for listening. We appreciate you guys. Yes, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our producer is Alejandro Keck. This episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Our researchers are Marin McLashen and Gemma Harris. Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.